Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. I am your one and only host, Angela Schultz. I wasn't sure what I wanted to talk about in this episode. And to be completely honest, I have a list about a mile long, just completely full of ideas. So every time I go to make an episode, I run through the same issue. I picked out a topic though, and I began to make notes for it. And then at the same time, I was writing something else. I couldn't stop myself from being distracted from the topic I had picked out. And well, here I am. This episode was saved in my Word documents as, quote, I have no clue, dot, 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 I'm babbling, and has slowly transformed into this. My hope for anyone listening to this is simple. If you find yourself stuck, lost, or unhappy, try something new, something you would never see yourself doing because you never know where you will find yourself in the end. I started this journey of podcasting at what I will call a low point in my life. I was going through a phase of not knowing what my purpose in life was anymore. My children are turning into adults and not needing me as much. More like not needing me at all. Some have moved out already. One is married and has a little family of his own. I was no longer considered a stay-at-home mom in my eyes. I felt like I wasn't contributing to our family. I don't make money, so like it just, it was not cool. I'm not sure if it's considered a midlife crisis thing or not, but it sure as hell didn't feel good at all. My mood on the daily was like a flag on a very windy day. I could go from laughing to crying in a split second. I didn't want that for my family, so I had to figure something out fast. I tried so many different things to help, but nothing seemed to do the trick. I was still crying myself to sleep a lot, and I hated it. One night, my husband suggested that I should start writing a book or become a stand-up comedian because my life is so messed up at times and can be almost unbelievable. I found myself to be looking and staring at him like pissed. I was so pissed. I took his two suggestions as an insult. Here I am looking like I lost my purpose and he's giving me these ridiculous ideas of being a writer or a comedian. First off, I am not a writer. There is no way I could write a book and have someone even be like interested in reading it. He would probably be the only one. And let's face it, he doesn't read. So honestly, it would be like a waste of my time. Let's not forget about how an intimidating writing a book sounds. I have a journal. And, I'll, and that was like enough for me. And I wasn't going to go up on stage either. I'd make a fool of myself. Besides, I'm already a joke to most. So that whole comedian thing, out of the question, mm -mm, nope. I'll keep that profession for the good ones. That night, after all of this was said and done, I laid in bed, all wrapped up in my blanket like a burrito. 
I was just one big giant hot mess. I wasn't sure how to fix my problem, if there was even a problem, and most importantly, how I was going to get back to feeling like myself. The next morning, I woke up to some text messages from my husband, basically telling me I needed to try something that would occupy my mind, and he really wished he could help me, but I needed to want the help, and I needed to actually try. After going back and forth with him through text messages, I decided, what the hell, I'll take his advice for once. I started off with writing about my adventures with my grandma. As I began putting the pen to the paper and creating sentences that formed into paragraphs that soon turned into stories, I started to notice that I was no longer in my head about what my purpose was or how I was not needed. I was enjoying what I was doing. I was now wondering what was the best way to describe something instead of wondering if my family needed me anymore. I would then read these stories out loud to my husband after he was done with work or whenever he had time. He always gave me a good response. And I honestly to this day think it's because he's my husband. He didn't want to make my situation worse because he lived with me, but don't get me wrong. The positive feedback was nice, but I didn't believe him. Now, this went on for some time until one story I wrote changed things just a little bit. One life event that I wrote about that I carry with me every single day. It wasn't a funny story like the rest of them were, but it was one that I poured my heart out into. Each line that the, that notebook had. Once the last sentence of my story was read out loud, I had to actually look up at my husband for his response. Every other time I read any story to him, I would hear him give me out a little chuckle or something while I was reading. So I knew that he was actually paying attention, but not, not this time. He wasn't saying anything. I remember my heart. It was beating so bad. It was being right out of my chest. I was scared because I just shared a very heartfelt moment with him and he, he was silent. So I slowly looked up from the notebook with major anxiety and then I saw it. I saw real raw emotion written all over his face. I won't go as far as saying he was crying because he doesn't want to admit that, but he was. This time he couldn't make up what response he had. This time I actually believed him. He looked at me and said something along the lines of, Damn it, you made me feel a feeling, if that's even a thing. Then went on with how he thought I was a good storyteller, and he had listened to enough podcasts to know I could start my own. I saw him actually get passionate as he talked to me about this topic. This was the night I realized maybe my husband guided me to a healthy solution. I mean, if I can make my husband of a hundred years feel some kind of emotion with a story I wrote, with the words that I used, maybe, just maybe, I could do that to other people, possibly help others, entertain others. More importantly, 
I could possibly keep my mind off of all the negative thoughts I was having and start moving forward instead of behind. Starting this journey seemed impossible, to be completely honest. I was supposed to somehow reach out to people through this microphone and share my life and my thoughts in hopes of hopefully making a difference in someone's life. How was I going to reach out to strangers all over the world when I find myself getting a cold blank stare, almost a non-existent face looking at me whenever I try to talk to one of my teenagers or very new adults besides my husband. He, he doesn't do that sometimes. He does, but whatever. I wasn't sure how I was going to navigate through any of this, but I knew that if I didn't try something new, I would end up right back in bed, wrapped up like a burrito, filling it with tears for reasons that I didn't even know. I did know that if I did this podcast, I wanted to prove to everyone that I am someone, that I am worthy of being called a daughter, a granddaughter, a wife, a mother, a nana, and a friend. I wanted to prove to others that I am more than a diagnosis. I wanted to have something left for my children to listen to when I do leave this earth because the worst feeling in the world besides losing a loved one is not remembering what their voice sounded like. I wanted to share our family stories and my childhood stories through my eyes for my children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. And the way I see each and every person in my life and not filter one single second of it. I wanted to be known as more than the daughter that was a disappointment, the black sheep of the family, more than that wife that has so many personalities that my husband isn't sure which one he is coming home to. I wanted to show my children that I am not the mother that they grew up with, the one that was either overbearing or didn't show up at all, not the mother that was in the hospital for periods of time because of constantly wanting and trying to die by suicide. I started this journey off with all of the wrong reasons and didn't realize it till just recently. Now, although everything I just stated, I believe to remain true, I didn't realize that there was actually something much deeper lying underneath the surface. Although I had very little expectations for any of this and gave out more excuses to give up on this podcast before I, 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 I even started, I now strongly believe the journey that I wasn't even going to entertain has chosen me. I just needed to get out of my comfort zone and try something that I was afraid of. I needed to stop allowing all of the negative thoughts and feelings I was having from taking over my life. There is a saying that I absolutely love. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. I love that quote. It didn't dawn on me until after I saw that quote, the purpose I was worried about this entire time that I shed so many fucking tears on happened to be right in front of me, literally staring back at me when I looked in the goddamn mirror. The woman in the mirror was battling herself more than anyone could understand. She was feeling more feelings than she needed to be. 
That woman didn't realize how much she allowed other people to affect her whole world until now. She didn't realize that the past doesn't ultimately make her future. I didn't, I didn't lose my purpose in life. I had realized I lost myself somewhere along the road. And I have this podcast to thank for helping me find my way back. Well, actually, I'm a work in progress. So I will say it's helping me find my way back. One thing I struggle with a lot is labels. You know, those see-through stickers that are placed there by you or someone else. And if I look in the mirror long enough, I can see every single inch of my body covered in them. If they are there for me to see, well, then they must be true. So I believed every word and phrase I saw on these stickers. Unworthy, bad mother, horrible wife, selfish, liar, fat, weak, ugly, useless, unwanted, not good enough, drama queen, unlovable, mentally fucked up, a disappointment, fucking weird, failure, and all those labels, they go on. Those labels serve absolutely no purpose. In fact, they are setting me up for failure every single day. I can't even tell you how long all of those labels were on me because I don't remember when they started appearing. I just remember having them and not knowing how to get rid of them. I then started this podcast and something changed. I wasn't sure how or why, but one label that was right across my cheek, the one that said, not enough, started fading. It was almost impossible to read. I caught myself staring into the mirror, wondering how it was even possible. I have been labeled not enough for what feels like forever. As I got closer to that mirror, I mean, literally so close I could see my own breath, I realized the reason that label was disappearing was because nobody else was going to be able to get rid of any of those labels. I did that. I had to put the work in. I had to make those changes and change my mindset in order to look in the mirror and only see me and not those labels. This podcast helped me with that feeling that I was not good enough. It wasn't about the numbers of downloads or how many cities or countries that were listening. I didn't think about that in the beginning. It was the finished product, the hard work that I knew I put into it, the sweet messages that I did receive from people other than my husband. But most of all, it was the fact that I never thought I could do something like this. It was, I wasn't considered podcast material. At least that's what my mind was telling me. But my mind was so fucking wrong. I am podcast material. I am good enough to keep going, and I will be proud of myself every single time I finish an episode. Now, what I'm getting at here, everybody, is you are only as good as you allow yourself to be. End of story. When I wrote my podcast episode for Label, um, labeled, if you can't have me, nobody can, I was very scared for many reasons. I knew 
I wanted to share my story because if one person heard it and was going through the same thing and I possibly helped them, then it was worth something. I lost a piece of me due to that experience. I also had many, many nightmares of it ever since. Some so bad that my husband would wake me up to help me get out of it. I was put on different PTSD meds for it, but none of them worked. I went to therapy for this. None of that worked. The entire time I was writing that podcast episode, I was going through hell. It was literally a mind fuck. I had to go back and relive everything in my mind. It was so bad, I almost gave up. But something told me I had to just keep going. When I recorded it, I felt like I was right back in that situation. I felt scared and alone. Once I finished it and hit that publish button, I instantly held my head in my hands while I flooded my lap with tears. And immediately after that long and exhausting cry, I felt a huge boulder fall off my shoulders. It was the fucking weirdest thing ever. And it's hard to explain in words, but honestly, it really was. It was like a hundred pound weight just taken off my body. But it was then that I realized I needed to get it all out. I needed to share my story that has haunted me for over 19 years. Once I got it out there for the world, most more likely for myself, I haven't had one nightmare since. I haven't been afraid to close my eyes at night. I had found my lost 18-year-old self that felt weak and she was now at peace. And I will not allow my nightmare to interfere with my future. I will try like hell to stop it from affecting the rest of my days. And that label of being unworthy can go fuck off. Family has always been huge to me. I am estranged from my family, my parents and siblings. And it has affected me every minute of every single day. The label unlovable, unlovable more, most likely stemmed from this. I wish I knew exactly what happened to cause all of it, but I don't. I do know that my mindset was if my own family doesn't want me or love me, that I must be hard to love. I lost my younger self in that whole hot mess. I missed my mom and my dad. I would literally be scrolling through Facebook and see other families taking pictures with their moms and dads, and I would just crumble. That mindset really did a number on me. I was not being the best wife I could be because of it. I was self-sabotaging relationships all the time because I was not worthy of love. Only making things harder and ultimately making it harder to love me. This self-sabotaging went on forever, and I am still a bit guilty of that. But I got super lucky with the man I married because he is too doubt goddamn stubborn to give up. Or I'm kind of cool at times. Who knows? I can't put a date or time on it, but something clicked. If my family isn't crying over me, then why am I wasting away over here? Why am I allowing my family to hurt me when they aren't even near me? They don't know me anymore. I am not who they knew when they cut me out. I am who I am, and they taught me lessons I am forever grateful for, actually. 
They taught me that no matter what my children do or don't do, I will always love them. I'll always be there for my family, even on the hardest of days, because that's when they need to be loved harder. They taught me that it is okay to love from afar. They are the ones that are missing out. I have a pretty awesome family in my eyes, and they aren't around to witness all of it. Once this all clicked in my head, once I stopped caring as much as I did, I was able to give all of that wasted energy to my family that my husband and I created. It wasn't until I was actually getting ready for my grandma's funeral this last June that I caught myself feeling kind of scared again. Scared to be in the same place as my family. I haven't seen them or heard from them in a long time. I was scared of the judgment they would cast. My grandma was a mother to me my whole life, so I really didn't miss out on having a mother. I tried like hell to not go to this funeral, but I knew if I didn't go, I would forever be upset with myself. This wasn't about me or my parents. It was about saying goodbye to the woman that was a mother to me. I not only went, even though I was scared, I wrote a eulogy and I stood up in front of everyone and I read it. I want to say I was only able to do this because of all the love and support the family I created gave me. I even stayed to eat, even though I was begging my husband to go. It was when we were leaving the church that I realized I always had a mother, my grandma. I never lost my younger self. She was just looking in the wrong direction. She just needed to look at life through a different lens. A little more than six months ago, I was all wrapped up in my emotions and my eyes were completely shut, not allowing me to see what was exactly in front of me, what the real issue was. I was trying to figure out what my purpose was going to be because our household number is getting smaller and smaller, meaning less, mom, I need your help. Less, I need to have this project done tonight. Can we run to the store? I hated those, but either way, I still miss it. Less noise, less everything. My mindset was looking at all of the less and not seeing all of the possibilities that were right in front of me. I was stopping myself from seeing beyond the stay-at-home mom part. I was stopping myself from growing, from trying. I never lost myself. I was always here. I just changed. I upgraded. If I would have laid there in bed, all wrapped up like a burrito, and never put that pen to paper, I would have never seen my own growth. I still have my labels there, but I did get rid of some and swap them out with determined, proud, and happy. I also learned little things like how to say no, how to allow myself some me time and not feel guilty about it. And my favorite is how to be unapologetically myself. I want to put this out there because I know a lot about my husband, I talk a lot about my husband, but hear me out. If he wouldn't have suggested me trying something different, something way out of my comfort zone, I don't think I would be where I am mentally. I now have drive to get up and get shit done so I can work on this podcast. I have the desire to get better and better with every episode that I do. I have the passion to keep going. He didn't make me feel those things 
but he sure as hell helped me find myself. How? He helped me see that if you take that road that's less traveled, you might end up loving it. And trust me, I'm loving it. Thank you for tuning in and letting me be a part of your day. Stay tuned for some more episodes. And while you're at it, go out there. Embrace that weird because I am. And make normal feel boring. Take silly pictures. I'm so sick of the stage. Make normal feel boring. Bye.